Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about legacy systems. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, do you think that legacy systems that are time-tested within an organization, should they be replaced by newer more, should they only be replaced by newer modern software engineering systems if there is a pressing reason to do so? Yes and no. So, the key word there for me is pressing, or pressing reason, that term. When is there not a pressing reason to replace a legacy system? Well, I will give you that if the tech stack that you have chosen is of fairly modern quality, then yes there is no press good pressing reason to do anything. But the problem with old code or old tech or old legacy is that one part of it is the hiring aspect, the other part is the security aspect, which are two very real and growing concerns for anybody who's running an organization on old tech. So. If you want, uh, this is a pro tip for you guys and girls out there who are on the money hunt. If you want to be, uh, if we're just thinking about raw cash now, applicable for one of the, if not the highest salary ranges in the world of IT, go and work in the banks. Go and work with the banking systems and learn Cobalt, Fortran, similar sorts of like older languages and learn how to work with mainframes and like these sorts of legacy systems. Because there is a sphere of IT where really, there's really large sums of money to be made from working with tech that is so outdated that it's practically impossible to find anybody today who studies it. And that is a very real very dangerous position for a software company or any company who has software to be in. The reason being because these older technologies they are not being maintained and continuously developed by the like the you know the latest and the greatest in the industry and with that brings one part the hiring problem how do you hire people for something that is no longer it's sort of like a dead language it's not dead per se because in this case the cobalt and like these sorts of like older systems they are still being used it's just that you can't just hire someone you're you, it's almost impossible for you to find anybody today that knows even basic coding so as you can imagine finding someone who knows not just basic coding, but actually does it pretty well, and at the same time, in a language that nobody really cares about anymore, that is uh, that is not easy. So, and then uh, then the other option becomes, which is the way that it goes today. You have to like incentivize people to learn this stuff that is only useful in maybe one or two or like a handful of organizations around the world or so forth uh, as opposed to you know investing in modern technologies which is going to keep them employable in many areas and so forth and so forth because there there's the reality is and this is what I've told you guys before if you want to be a long, uh, have a long and fruitful career within software, it's a very good idea for you to remember that your value as a software developer 
has more to do with your ability to work in different companies as opposed to being really good at working in one company because if one if one company might be invested in a certain text like at a given point but if you neglect to understand that IT changes things get deprecated things get moved thing like things uh, happen and you only know how to work in that company it's sort of like being an IT support person then you have to prove sort of that you have some knowledge that can be transferred into a new context or a new company and for us software developers, that's why I tell people don't be too quick to let go of your keyboard just for management, pure management, because usually the hands-on skills are the things that are going to keep you employable. Uh, or it's the thing that matters to most of the other companies. They don't care if you're a master of, say, COBOL, if they're using Java and they can train you and if you're good if you have those core skills that's not a problem but it's something to consider and so that is a big problem with working with really old technology you simply can't hire people the other problem is the security aspect patches modern day application development and security and so forth is continuously growing it's an ongoing battle it's a tug of war between the hackers and like the and i mean it's just growing now uh, today it's getting to the point where due to situations in uh, you know yeah you know which countries i'm going to talk about but i'm not going to say it out loud uh, due to cyber warfare and similar sorts of threats we're getting to the point where the governments themselves establish digital armies or like cyber warfare armies of people where they train people in this sort of stuff because we have very critical infrastructure to our society that is running by is being run by people and on uh, by people who are incompetent in this area and on systems that are very 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 open for exposure for attacks and things like that and the further back technology-wise you go, the more likely the chances are that you're going to find these sorts of security loopholes and so forth and so forth. So there's always a, a, depending on how you look at it, a reason to do things about old software. But I do agree on one thing, and that is that you have to be, you have to know when, like, you, because a legacy system doesn't have to just be about old code or like old, uh, old programming language. Let's say that you're working on modern, uh, modern tech stack, and you're just dealing with a system that has been working for the longest time, but maybe it's not, I don't know, bleeding edge. Maybe it's not using microservices, and the new head engineer wants to use that instead, and so forth and so forth. Uh, that's absolutely a situation where there's. I don't. I, I agree. There's no reason to change anything. It's sort of like a, a you know, a, a car from a few years back. Should you replace that car with a new modern car? Well, that's not really the real question, in my opinion. The real question is, what benefit would you gain from changing that car? Because if all you're doing, like an example, myself, I used to. I don't have a car anymore, but I used to have a car that was pretty old because the only thing I used it for was to get to the store or like get to work. I didn't use it for anything else and I don't really care if there is an iPad or like a full-fledged uh, cinema in my car or if it has seat warmers that massage my butt at the same time etc etc. Uh, it wasn't a concern of mine. I just needed the fuel efficiency and ways of getting to places. And 
so changing it wasn't valuable to me and it's the same thing that any IT company should consider because there's a difference as my a wise co-worker of mine used to say there's a difference between change and progress and that is what is very important because some software developers are more like they want to change systems not because it's actually going to end with something concrete some concrete of improvement right they're doing it more of emotional reasons and that's very important you always have to be uh, this is so difficult uh, you, you that's why you want mature skilled master level software developers who understand that you can always rewrite systems you can always improve something but there is there comes a time where a point when you just have to accept that no this is actually not pragmatic it's sort of like how imagine if a, a company like a shipping company or like a let's a garbage company or something like that a recycling company had the requirement that all of their trucks would always be in a pristine state that's going to be impractical. Most of the trucks that you probably see, they have like nicks and dents and like ships in the paint and so forth because they're being used. But they're doing the job. They're like the values coming uh, coming from the fact that they can do that. But it's sort of insane to have this idea that you know it's not a good uh, the the truck isn't good just because it's you know the paint is starting to uh, fall off in some areas of uh, of the thing, right? So what I want you to take away from this is that I do agree that you should never rewrite the legacy system or a system that is sort of working uh, just because you want to work with modern tech. You have to make that way of the cost value ratio has to be proportionate. You have to always make sure that when you're doing these sorts of investments that you understand what the end goal is and what the benefit is going to be. In really, really large old systems, uh, there's always, uh, unfortunately, a situation which is very difficult for these companies where you're losing, you might be falling behind technology-wise to the point where you can't hire people anymore or you might have really severe security problems which limits you in other ways or and exposes you to a lot of danger so these things are very real but for the average like modern day software company absolutely if you have a monolith like take github as an example they still run everything on a monolith even though that's like one of the most popular systems in the world in some situations good enough is good enough and cutting edge and bleeding edge like the investment to get there is just not worth the hassle and that's why you need people who are pragmatic and without being neglectful to make that call when is it time to upgrade and when is it actually still good enough to just stick with your old truck that sort of pays the bills and everything else and when is it you know when is it time to slap some new paint right maybe buy a pristine new truck it's always a way off. Have a great day.